Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily-ish Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. To keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. You can find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren, and you can also follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. On today's podcast, there's actually some Bruins news to catch up on. Uh, There was some developments in the team's uh, return to play phase two workouts. So we'll break that down as well as break down what general manager Don Sweeney had to say about it and also take a look at some news and notes from around the hockey world in general. But let's begin with the statement that the Bruins released on Friday, June 12th which read Bruins statement on COVID-19 testing. And here's what they said. Phase two of the NHL's return to play plan requires all players to be tested for COVID-19 prior to using the team's facilities. Now we all know if you've followed the team on Twitter, on Instagram, you've seen Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand on the ice, uh, Zdeno Chara and John Moore were on the ice, I believe. Uh, So Players are allowed to skate at Warrior Ice Arena in small groups and after having undergone COVID-19 testing. As part of this process, the release continued. The Bruins were advised that a player tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. The player underwent two subsequent tests and both returned negative. The player remains asymptomatic. The Bruins will continue to follow CDC recommendations and adhere to NHL's protocol. All Bruins players who have returned to this point during phase two have now returned negative test results. The Bruins in conjunction with the NHL are providing these details in an effort to be transparent and will provide no further information at this time. So obviously the name of the player isn't being disclosed and you know, that's obviously good for privacy purposes, The thing that is troubling to me here is that the player was asymptomatic when testing positive, which means that, you know, for us in the general public who, unlike NHL players, won't be tested, you know, every time we step into work or go to the rink, um, you can be asymptomatic but still be a carrier of COVID-19. And that's very concerning just in general as we all look to return Uh, getting out there, going to patios, parks, things like that. That's where the wearing of masks is very important. And in my town or my county, even masks inside businesses is mandatory at the moment. And if you fail to adhere to that, it's a $5,000 fine. Obviously, the good news is that the Bruins player is asymptomatic, therefore not, you know, feeling the effects of COVID-19, which by all accounts Uh, is a terrible thing to catch. Um, I've heard it described as like a sore throat. It's like uh, swallowing fiberglass. And I've seen pictures of 
people's lungs and it looks uh, pretty terrible. So, you know, that's something that is troubling to say the least that a Bruins player tested positive, uh, albeit asymptomatically. We heard a couple weeks ago now that a, a Penguins player tested positive and those were the first two positive tests since the lockdown. And as testing continues to ramp up, we may indeed uh, hear tell of more positive tests around the NHL. Following the release of the statement, Bruins general manager Don Sweeney held a Zoom call and he kind of went into details about the Bruins plans and protocols for this phase two of the NHL's return scenario. And he reiterated that buy-in from everyone will be required. He said, it's an all encompassing process in terms of opening the facility. I feel very comfortable with what our staff is doing. We've got small pod groups set up. It's certainly challenging. And when you start to increase the numbers, there's going to be more effort on everybody's part with sanitization, masks, things that are not natural and becoming more and more natural in recent days. They're going to have to be adhered to from day one if we're get going to get an opportunity to return. And I, I think that's key right there. As teams gather, as teams begin to skate in small groups, these are just very, very small steps towards the NHL's proposed plan to actually have training camps and to play games in front of empty arenas in these uh, pod cities that have yet to be announced, although it's looking like Vegas is going to be one of them. And that's somewhat concerning as well, because Vegas seems to be a bit of a hot spot for a, not even a second wave, but the resurgence of the first wave. Like I mentioned, Bergeron, Marchand uh, have been skating. They tested negative and... Um, the player that did test positive had two subsequent negative tests and again was asymptomatic. He had not yet gained access to Warrior Ice Arena uh, having had this positive test before he entered the building and you know was able to, to skate. Uh, Sweeney went on and said, I think everybody is learning how we properly interact and distance and react to the original test results that we receive. The testing daily when we get to the later stages will hopefully eliminate some of the possibilities. Again, as training camp and maybe even games kicks in, players will be tested on a daily basis. At this point, they were just tested as they returned to the area and wanted to gain access to the, uh, to the practice ice. This phase is a voluntary phase. We're continuing to learn throughout as the players go through it and everybody interacts. That's kind of how Sweeney uh, wrapped that up. He added, there's a lot of protocols. Every club has been required to hire a facility hygiene officer, and we have done that. Her name is Kathleen Saunders, and she's done a fabulous job by all accounts from an oversight standpoint in conjunction with our medical professionals. We're doing everything in conjunction with what the league has set out, the guidelines from our state the Mass of Massachusetts, obviously. Several players uh, still remain outside of the United States, but are expected to travel back to Boston within the next few weeks. That includes David Pasternak, Daniel Vlader, and Jacobs Borrell in Czech Republic, Joachim Nordstrom and Anton Bleed, who are currently over in Sweden. Uh, there are mandates from the league to start 
to initiate mobilization. So to start to get everybody, uh, you know, getting their visas in order. Some guys might have to come through quarantine. Uh, if they've been in certain places, they will have to meet a quarantine threshold that everybody has to go through. Um, and all that has to go down before phase three can even begin. So that's kind of where things stand in terms of COVID-19 in relation to the Boston Bruins. Now, before we continue, I just want to talk for a moment about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in eight delicious chocolate nut flavors or eight chocolate nut-free flavors. They're gluten-free, which is very important to me as one who has uh, gluten allergy, celiac disease, and they're each covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, but they're very healthy for you. They are low sugar, but high in protein and fiber, and they give that boost to get through the day. I've been eating them while I've been working at home, and they're the perfect you know, afternoon or even morning snack as you wait for lunch or dinner. Um, it really gives that boost to get through the day, particularly in the afternoon. So if you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your first box. That's BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first box. You will not regret it. Now, Don Sweeney also addressed some issues about, uh, you know, upcoming plans for training camp and uh, also Bruins player involvement in recent social issues. First, it was announced on Thursday that the NHL has set a date of July 10th for the opening of training camps. Again, it's conditional on medical safety issues as well as, you know, both the league and the PA still have to reach an overall agreement to resume play. There still has to be voting and official agreement on that. The length of camp and the dates for phase four, which would be the actual playing of games, has yet to be determined, and that will be determined at a later date. Uh, but a target date is now on paper, and the Bruins are hoping to be able to get all staff and players together for that time. Sweeney said... We've had regular communications with our staff. They've met as a group, and we communicate with our scouting staff. We've got a lot of lead time here. Now, there's some teams that have an advantage that in the play-in round, they know they're playing a particular team, so their pre-scouts are going to do a lot of work over a long period of time. So Toronto-Columbus, for example, they'll be able to spend a lot of time looking at the other team and kind of gearing up for that matchup. Whereas the Bruins will have to play the three games against three different teams with the unknown of who they'll play in the first round. He added, our coaches are preparing for Rob Robin. You don't know who you're going to play until that meaning in the first round of the playoffs, the focus really always comes back to our own team and the belief in how we play to get to the level we feel our team has to be in order to be successful. That's where most of the focus will be. I think we have a pretty good group that can lead within the locker room and the resources throughout. And I think the way the Bruins rebounded from Game 7 loss last year against the Blues, how they came out early, uh, strong this regular season, that bodes well for this team in terms of you know, how they'll be able to mesh. New additions like Nick Ritchie and Andre Kasha aside. 
I'm going to be very interested to see who the Bruins add to the roster as part of the Black Aces. We know that they'll have expanded rosters, I believe, up to 30 or 29. And I would expect, you know, guys like uh, Jacob Zboro, Uko Vakaninen, Uko? Uho Vakaninen, uh, to be among that group. Maybe Zach Sinishin as well. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see who that group is, and we will break that down on this podcast, of course. Now, Sweeney also talked about uh, Patrice Bergeron and Zdeno Chara and their involvement in uh, Black Lives Matter and racial injustice following the murder of George Floyd. Uh, Bergeron released a heartfelt statement and pledged $25,000 to the Boston chapter NAACP, and Zdeno Chara also marched in a Black Lives Matter protest uh, before releasing a strong statement of his own. We've we've talked about this on the podcast before. Sweeney said, I applaud each and every player's individual efforts in their own lives. They're human beings and they're, excuse me, reacting very, very well from the standpoint of humanity. I think they both acknowledge the listening aspect of this and the realization that we can all continue to do a much better job of that in mobilizing our own efforts to support any form of injustice. They have the complete backing of the Boston Bruins. If our players want to be more socially available in that regard to comment and voice their opinions, and in Zidano's case, support a protest and march with people, I applaud their efforts. It's a testament to their leadership, not as hockey players, but as human beings and family men and people that know they have to listen and allow this to resonate deeply within us all. I fully am in agreement with Sweeney here, and I'm so happy that Bergeron and Chara have done what they have done, and I hope that uh, they they and other Bruins players continue to step up and that we don't allow this to just kind of fade away um, into the void as the news cycle just continues to move on. Now here at the Locked On Podcast Network, we stand against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. Me personally, I made a donation to uh, Black Girl Hockey Club, and I was so uh, pleased and thankful that Locked On Network matched that donation. Uh, they are a great organization, and I highly recommend you checking them out if you have not yet. Again, if you want to make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. Now let's also talk for a moment about rockauto.com. If you are a car enthusiast and are looking for a place to get quality auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, you can go visit rockauto.com right now and be wowed. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. If you're a classic driver or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the best parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now, instead of uh, finishing with some news and notes from around the hockey world, I thought I would just take a couple moments to end today's podcast just to get a bit uh, personal. Because I don't know about you, but the last three, four months have been extremely difficult for those of you who don't know, I am a married father of three. We have three sons who are nine, seven, and five. Uh, they've been on and off the podcast. You might have heard them earlier in this episode screaming. Um, but with the world in lockdown because of COVID-19 over the last few months, they have been home, off school, and uh, thankfully, I've been able to keep working. But my wife, uh, she has not been, but she's been able to stay home with the boys, try to do her best to homeschool, keep them occupied, and deal with the big emotions that come from, uh, you know, having school canceled, not seeing all their friends, not being able to really go anywhere or do anything all that fun except being stuck at home with each other and their parents. Now, this comes a few years after my wife underwent a battle with breast cancer that she uh, thankfully won. Uh, She's been all clear for a few years now, but the whole thing has been a bit uh, triggering for me in terms of some underlying emotions that came from watching her go through that as well as taking care of our three boys with, with help, mind you. Uh, but also, you know, occupying them, helping them through their emotions with all that. And that's just a lot to go through for anybody in the span of a few years, much less uh, three young children. Um, so all that to say, the last few months have been extremely difficult for me just uh, mentally and also, uh, you know, going through those perhaps as of yet, undealt with feelings from a few years ago and still dealing with that trauma and all of that. So I hope you have been able to bear with me through this time. I hope I've been able to bring some decent Boston Bruins content, not daily, but uh, three times weekly over the last several months. I hope the Boston Bruins come back in the next couple months and are able to uh, participate in the Stanley Cup playoffs and to make good on their quest to uh, win a Stanley Cup to avenge last year's loss to the St. Louis Blues. It was that anniversary over the weekend, and that was quite, uh, yeah, depressing, honestly. I did not want to remember that game at all. And it was severely disappointing for me to watch that last year, as I'm sure it was for many, if not all of us. Um, I was able to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA championship. I am located up here, just west of Toronto, so that was a big deal for me, having uh, followed that team since their beginning, pretty much. Um, But, you know, I'm missing baseball. I'm missing going to the beach. I'm missing eating out on patios. And while some of that stuff is gradually opening up up here in Ontario, it's still something that I am proceeding with caution uh, very much. And as mentioned earlier, with 
a Bruin testing positive for COVID-19, albeit asymptomatic. It still reminds us that this uh, pandemic is far from over, that this virus is very real and very dangerous and has the ability to uh, rear its ugly head even in the midst of all the hope that we're feeling that things will come back to normal at some point soon. So again, I'm trying my best to bring you guys great Boston Bruins content to keep things light, to keep things moving, to, uh, you know, remember some better times in Bruins history. Uh, I am very bummed that we didn't get to see how this season would play out for them under normal circumstances. I don't think I had had, as much fun watching this team. Uh, how would I say it? I've had more fun watching this team this regular season than I have in quite a long time. And that includes 2013. That includes last season. I just really love this roster. I love this group of players. Um, and I really wish I could have seen them. We all could have seen them finish the regular season under normal circumstances. And I Again, do hope that they are able to return under this NHL's return to play format. But I'm not optimistic that it's going to happen. I feel like we might be in for uh, several more months without hockey. And if that is the case, I promise to try to do what I've been doing all along, which is... Uh, yeah, just keep things light, try to keep things positive, and to bring some sort of entertaining Boston Bruins content into your podcast feeds on a thrice weekly basis. Um, but again, I do hope that all goes well, that phase two leads to phase three, leads to phase four, which leads to the Bruins uh, celebrating a Stanley Cup win in 2020. I think that's what we're all hoping for. It's a very realistic hockey wise certainly as the Bruins were without a doubt the best team in the NHL this regular season and I would love to see them take to the ice to try to complete that mission so yeah what am I trying to say again it's been a a very difficult time I know I'm not alone in that it's been taxing mentally for a lot of us hopefully nobody out there who's listening has been affected personally by COVID-19 on a physical level. But if you have, I hope you're feeling better. I hope you're doing well. And um, I hope this podcast has brought some distraction into your life while you or someone in your life has been dealing with this uh, just terrible, terrible virus. So, you know, as I record this, the sun is shining. I've been into the cider this afternoon, if you can't tell. Uh, I am very thankful and lucky to have a healthy family, to have a roof over my head, to have still been working through this. And I think it's important to, um, yeah, just try to keep things glass half full, as difficult as it may be. Uh, So, yeah, just to wrap up, I guess, thank you so much to all of you who have listened over the past few months while we've been Uh, dealing with this lack of hockey, this uncertainty, this emotional and physical turmoil. And I hope uh, the podcast has brought you some joy and some um, 
peace, distraction throughout. Uh, I very much appreciate every single one of you. We are a community here of Bruins fans, of Locked On Boston Bruins listeners, and I really do appreciate all of you who uh, reach out and who listen, who send mailbag questions, and um, yeah, who, who love this team as much as I do. So with that, I'll sign off for today. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Ian McLaren. You can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. Follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And uh, do now go check out the Locked On NHL podcast, which uh, is a great listen as well. And I will talk to you again in a couple days. Take care, friends.